0: Hey everyone, if you're enjoying my podcast, I'd really like it if you left a review or at least a rating. It'll help the podcast greatly so that I can continue to make the best content possible. Thanks. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Dylan L. And today we need to have the conversation. We need to have the talk. Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man. Steve Ditko and Stan Lee created both of these characters before their ugly divorce, and um, it's it's like a the movie just felt like a, a cute little tribute to their creators. Um, it was really cool to watch, and I wish that they were both. I remember like during the first screening. I just remember telling myself in my head, like I wish they were alive to see this, because like this is, this is awesome. But um, there was a problem during the movie. It was a debate between these two, and I'm gonna talk it out right now as it stands. I'm of the opinion that Doctor Strange. I would have to side with him. I don't know if there's a right or wrong here. I would just, so I'm not going to say someone was right or wrong. I'm just going to say that I, I resonated with his side of the argument more than Peter's. But they both had a solid case. The problem was, I feel like the issue became Marvel, for whatever reason, changed Doctor Strange's personality and character completely um to where you you just was they wanted you to actively root against Doctor Strange in the movie. And I don't think that's fair how they did that. Um but let's talk about it guys. So the crux of the movie is <clears throat> Peter Wants everyone to forget about him being Spider-Man. He comes to Doctor Strange asking for this to happen. And. um, So I, I. I need like. Uh, yeah, I'm going to skip over. I'm going to skip over the idea that the spell was messed up and, and all of that. We're just going to go right into the debate at hand. So Peter wants the memory wipe. Doctor Strange tries to do it. It doesn't work out. There's some side effects. He couldn't clean it up all the way. And so some of the villains and heroes are are pulled into this MCU. Conveniently, they come from two universes. They come from the Sam Raimi universe and the Mark Webb universe. Just convenient. We're gonna just pretend like that's whatever. Again, we're skimming over the other plot holes and, and weird contrived situations that are going on. And we're gonna stick to what we're talking about. So they all show up and they're all like behind, they're all in their little cell or cells or whatever. And they briefly go over how they all end up dying at the hands of Spider Man, basically. In the battle with Spider Man, they end up lo- dying and losing their lives. But apparently, they're pulled into this universe. They're pulled into the MCU shortly before their ultimate demise. Except, not all of them actually die in their movies. So we got five of them, right? We have the Lizard, Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro, and Goblin. We have these five locked up. Out of those five, three, two of them confirm deaths. Like, they, we know they die. Two, I would say, are confirmed to be alive. And then one seems like a wild card. So let's go over them. Lizard. We saw at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man. He gets transformed back to a human. Pretty sure he didn't die. In the movie, he was just in in jail or like uh, uh, some asylum type thing. So I don't... Yeah, he didn't die. Um, And remember the cut scene in in the end credits thing where there was... The guy was like, You gonna tell him about his parents or his father or whatever? So, like, yeah, he was alive. Okay, so that's Lizard. Sandman, he was alive at the end. He just, at, at the end of Spider-Man 3, he just kind of whistles away at sand in the wind and just kind of leaves after Peter says, I forgive you or whatever. Like, So he was alive. Green Goblin we know died. Doc Ock we know. We believe he died. We're pretty sure he died. We just saw him floating in the water. Who knows? Who knows, right? But let's say he died. And then Electro is weird because he's basically made of energy. You can't really destroy energy. So, like, he was blown up in the movie. But I can't say that he died. Right? He's matter. Matter doesn't, like, he's matter. Matter just changes form. Like, he doesn't really. So, the whole concept of sending people back to their doom. Like, nah, I'm sorry. Like, first of all, that wasn't even going to be an issue. I mean, if you help Goblin and Doc Ock, then maybe they can avoid their demises, and that's fine. Um. You know, but like the other three, they don't seem like they were about to die. They they were confirmed to be fine at the end of the, like, not in the best situation, but they didn't die. And so, um, and I say die because during the movie, they just keep talking about we can't send them to their deaths. So if y'all want to specify death, like if they had mentioned something more along the lines of like, Ruin their lives, or something a little more open ended. Then I go, Okay, I can see how all five of them fit that. Okay, but they specified death and dying and being killed and all of this. Only two of those characters met that fate. Okay, and the characters even like specified like they were in the middle of doing something with, with Spider Man and then they were here. So, like. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing that they kind of pulled out just from nowhere. But the stars of the movie was Alfred and it was Willem. That's the that's the thing. So the two of them were like the leading villains. And rightfully so. They were the best before. Peop and they Sony and Disney know people were not the biggest fans of Jamie Foxx and um Whoever played Lizard and, you know, Thomas Hayden Church and Sandman and all of that, like, you know. If Sandman was by himself in that movie, if there was no Venom that they tacked on at the end and stuff, it would have been a good movie. He probably would have had more time to shine. Because I loved his story, like, when the door there and everything, like, that was... I was feeling it. But they put way too much in that movie, so it just fell apart. But whatever. So... You have a situation where now Dr. Strange and Peter are fighting. Dr. Strange's point is he doesn't really say it clearly in one line. But bits and pieces of dialogue, you can see what he's trying to say. Basically, what he's saying is you're messing with reality. Send them back. Let that be what it's going to be, whatever it's going to be. It has to be. Things have to play out. Now, when you're talking about like time traveling stuff and and, and different parameters, you know, like the butterfly effect and, and things like that, yeah, right? Like that, those theories and ideas come into play. So I see where he's coming from. Not to mention, we just had this battle against a purple alien. That, you know, and, and we had to go into different realities and get these stones at different... Like, so Doctor Strange is sensitive to that kind of thing. Even though he was just trying to cast a spell that was also, as Wong warned, also was, you know, something that could tamper with realities. So it's strange. It's, it's Doctor Strange. Okay. It's weird. It's odd. Um... So I don't know, right? Like, we we don't really know what that's about. Um, But whatever. Like, he's, he's basically trying to say, like, we shouldn't be messing with this. We shouldn't be touching this. This was a mistake. They weren't supposed to be here in the first place. Send them back. Send them back. Peter's argument is we can fix them, quote unquote. We can cure them. They don't have to. These powers are why they're this way. So if we take away these things, they can be normal citizens and live productive lives and and not have to worry about being killed by Spider-Man. I get where he's coming from. But again, by his logic, only... I mean, even if one of them was going to die, the logic still holds. Uh... And yes, I get it. I understand. Let's help them. Let's help them. We should totally help them and even Peter, even Tom was like not on board at first. He was ready to send them off too, and I may have to like kind of tell like no we, we is that what you want? You think about yourself is that Is that really spider man talking and you know, but <clears throat> ultimately. He has a bit of a weaker argument. I think here, here, here's why I side with Strange on this one. And and it's not really a 50 50. Like, I don't go back and forth. It's really like I'm either 100% with Dr. Strange or maybe I'm 80%, but like I'm always with Dr. Strange. It's just at points I can get waves of like inflection of, oh yeah, well, Peter does make a good point there. But I never really leave Dr. Strange's side. So, Here's why I'm I'm on Team Strange here. Now, not that there's a Team Strange or Spidey, but if we in this universe, right? And and in, in the established cinematic universe, where obviously there's a multiverse that exists. A lot of different things exist, right? So we can't talk about the real world. We have to talk about what's happening within their world. So within their world, we can believe that there is a butterfly effect that can take place. People have gone back in time. They've done some things. We've seen stuff occur. Um, We've also seen that, you know, like with the Infinity Stones, as long as you put the stones back, It's as if nothing happened. It's a weird logic. But stuff like WandaVision and Loki have shown us that there are multiple versions of a thing. And obviously, like, the time, the timekeepers or whoever they were, what were they called? The timekeepers? I forget. And Loki. Obviously, they don't want things crossing over and stuff. Like, there's a very delicate balance that needs to be held. So by the laws and rules and regulations of things and the natural order of things, yes, I would have to side with Strange. Send them back and let's get on with it. Here's where I, and I've I've mentioned this before, but like here's my problem. Tom, Tom knows that uh, like according to what he's been told and according to what he understands, the, these bad guys have had negative run-ins with Spider-Man. So if I'm Tom, this is also why I'm siding with Strange because Tom doesn't really help himself here. If I'm Tom, when I see Toby and I see Andrew, I'm going to ask, well, why are they... Like, what did you do? What is happening? Have you tried to help them? Or... Like, what, what's... Because... If by by what we're hearing, by what Tom is hearing, if they basically die at the hands of a Spider Man, you should be having a conversation with the Spider Man, like, "Hey, look, we're gonna send them home. You need to help them. Let's let's make a plan. So when we send them back, you gotta help. Don't kill them, like, bro. And I, it's it's more than a brother, more than brothers, right? They're the same." That was a cute little line from Andrew Garfield. It was like, I never had brothers before. Like that was that was cute. But um really, that's what Tom should have done. That would have opened up the movie in a whole different direction. That would have made it very awkward to write out of. So they decided not to even go there. And I can't blame him, because if they went there, that would make everything very awkward. Uh and realistic. But you know, we can't do that in movies. So we had to settle for this. And I think that's the missing point. Without holding the other Spider-Man accountable for what they're doing, you're resting the shoulders on, you're resting it all on the shoulders of Doctor Strange, who has nothing to do with the situation. Like, why would he have to care? Now, again, they make Doctor Strange should be cold in his delivery. I don't appreciate it. I don't. You could tell he cares about Peter because towards the end, when Peter's like forget about Peter Parker, he's like he chokes when he says, Everyone that loves you, we won't know who you are anymore. Like it's it's gonna be over. You'll be like you never existed. So he, he clearly was like emotional towards the end, and that was like the only time you felt like this was really him. And you expect, I felt like we should have seen more of that emotional, like, but he was just cold and uncharacteristic and and reckless during the whole movie. It was just a bizarre thing. I'll talk about that at a different time, but I didn't appreciate what they did to him. Regardless, we're in a situation where, because Tom, I, I feel like he's misdirecting, or at least not giving the proper attention to of his frustrations with the situation to the right people. I think he's. I think it's fair to look at Strange and be like, "Hey, we can't like what he what are you doing. We can't just leave him to die." But also, once you saw Toby and Andrew, you should have been like, "Why do they have to die?" Like, and if you if you get that explanation, you, you, you're not getting. I guess Tom isn't getting both sides of the story, right? So so here, here's the thing. Doctor Strange is trying to be neutral of the whole thing. Send the back. It's whatever. Tom is trying to build a case for why, but he's not getting the full story. He's not asking the Spider-Man, why did this happen? He's only taking the villain's words for everything. He's just running off of what they said. When, and, and obviously you have Goblin acting the way he's acting. Able to two-face anybody. Electro, low-key, trying to get some high energy and stuff. Lizard, I don't even know what his deal was the whole movie. You didn't know what he was trying to do. He just randomly was just like, we're going to fight you now. Like, what? You stay the truck and then this? Like, I so like, you can't, it's not that you can't trust them, but obviously they're villains. And Some of the things that they do may be caused from traumatic experiences, you know, like Doc Ock's sitting here with mind control basically happening to him. You know, so I can understand, but that's why you don't completely rely on what they're saying. That's, That's what, like, bothers me. Just because they told you that this is what's going on does not mean that that's the full story. Tom was, I feel like Tom was immature and just being like, oh, they told me. So I get his heart was in the right place, but you didn't do what you were supposed to do to verify that this is what was actually happening. And this is what needed to be done. Now, conveniently, it worked out. They were able to cure most of them. I want to say most of them. I still don't believe if it worked on Goblin. It didn't work earlier. I don't know if it worked towards the end of the movie. Like when May hit him, it seemed like it didn't work. But then when he got hit again, he could have gone into acting again. Or he could have gone into submission but still there. Like we don't know. Like we'll never really know with Goblin. So I ain't buying that. But, you know, conveniently everyone was, you know, strict of what, made them bad guys, quote-unquote. And it was cool. Obviously, it was going to work out for the movie's sake, but logically, Tom didn't do what he was supposed to do. And that's why I'm having a hard time. Whereas Doctor Strange, knowing the parameters of, like, WandaVision and Loki and all these different things, especially Loki, you can't mess with these universes. Even Marvel's What If, like, has a little bit of a what happens if you mess with things and Butterfly Effect and everything? So, you know, especially the Doctor Strange episode, incidentally enough. But you have to be careful with these things. And while it would suck to basically send them to their doom, it's their fate. It's what has to happen. And like, just like the movie, The Butterfly Effect, no matter how many times you try to change something, even that Doctor Strange episode, no matter how many times you try to change it, stuff's just going to go down like it's a different way but it's going down um you know like that quote there's a quote like how's it going oh same ish different day like it's going to happen regardless of what day what time location it's going down so from the from those perspectives Yeah, you gotta, because I mean, you could send them back, but that doesn't mean that they're not going, I mean, okay, some of those incidents are one in a lifetime incidents. Like Electro and Sandman both fall into a, a pit of something that transforms them. The odds of that happening again, very, very, very small. Kirk Connors, he may go rogue and decide, I really want that arm back though. Like, I really didn't learn my lesson. I want to do it again. I want to try again. He may pump himself again. Like, we don't know. You know, Doc Ox chip could fry. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. Because sometimes things are just meant to be. No matter how you think you're going to escape it. This is heavy. But that's, these are all things that make me just like, I'm feeling where strengths come from. And I got to like, I got to go with that. Both sides are not perfect, right? Strange's delivery was too cold. He didn't even try to explain and, and elaborate. He just was like, no, we can't. No. Like, whoa, whoa. At least tell me why. Like, you know, like like you said earlier, Dr. Strange, we've been through a lot. Like, give me something here. Why can't we? Um, Like, if there's a, like, you know, obviously, ooh, obviously Dr. Strange knows quite a bit about different things, right? He probably knows about the time keepers and everything like the, with the Loki stuff. He probably maybe is aware of their existence. He may have never met anyone, but he may have an idea or comprehension of that being a thing. We don't know. But reality is Dr. Strange obviously knew something that Peter didn't, but never explained why things shouldn't be done or should be done a certain way. And then Peter's side that's imperfect for me is that you're just taking these random villains that you just met, you're taking their word for it of why they're in the situation that they're in. And I just, with the push of a button, you could have sent them back home, but you didn't. So that's my take on, I remember leaving one of the, I think it was the first showing. I remember leaving the first showing And it was a large crowd of us walking out because we all waited till the end. So we all got up and left at the same time. So we're all walking out and I'm hearing a conversation between two guys. Um, And like one guy's like, I agreed with Dr. Strange, but he was like being a dickhead. And I was like, yeah, that summarizes it. Like he, you probably would have agreed with him if he weren't a dickhead. But because the movie was a Spider-Man movie and you're basically supposed to cheer for Spider-Man, they had to make it so that Doctor Strange just seemed like a dick to a kid. That's the only way that you would have been like, screw Doctor Strange. Woo, Peter, yeah! Because it it really was a sound argument. He just, they decided to have him be a dick about it. And that's not going to (laughs) help. That's not going to help your cause. But the writers knew that, so they had to twist it To be in that way. So I think that's what happened. I think obviously. That's why it played out the way it did. But if you stick with just the movie. And pretend there's no one writing the story. Doctor Strange could have done a lot more. To elaborate why. Trying to mess with their fates. Was a bad idea. And Tom should have. Confronted the Peters like what the heck. Why are they gonna die at your hand? Like, what did, what are y'all doing? What's happening? Um, but you guys, let me know what you think. Okay, seriously, I want to know because maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe I'm missing something, and I guess some people are gonna just be on one side and just will not be moved, and that's cool. I just want to hear the perspectives. I want to hear why you think Doctor Strange was right. Why do you think Tom was right? Um, And I really don't see... that. That's the thing. I don't think there's a right or wrong. I still don't believe that. I think it's a moral dilemma. And I guess this kind of shows who I am as a person. I think circumstances change. And so the way you look at things will change. But I am in this kind of situation... I would side with Doctor Strange. Um, that's me, you know. But um, again, let me know what you think, guys. You know, I, I think if, if 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 people are hopping universes, it can get messy, and 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 all kinds of things could go wrong and and rogue. So I understand. I like I fully endorse. Like send them back. Let's keep everything separate. We don't want any kind of issues because this could get out of hand. You know, for whatever reasons, things may have to occur in order for other things to happen. Like Doc Ock may have needed to die in order for Peter to grow, you know, Toby to grow as a person in some form. Like we we don't know what these different experiences could have, you know what I mean? So like sometimes things have to just happen. Um, you know, I'm not going to get on a religious tear here, but like, if you believe in some kind of higher power, if you believe in, in some the universe or, or magic or whatever it is, if you believe in some kind of force, then the concept of things happen for a reason, that would just apply for you. And, and that's part of why I do think that, you know, I would have to side with Dr. Strange's logic, um... But yeah, guys, you know we talked about this quite a bit here on this episode. Um, so you know, I think we're uh, we're we're good. You guys will send me your thoughts, whether you comment on podcast platform you're listening to me on, or whether you send me a voice message on Anchor. Whatever you do, just let me know, and then. And then hopefully if I get enough feedback, I could do like a second episode and just kind of like share your thoughts with everyone else so we can have a larger, wider discussion and, and a second look at things. And you, I, my mind could be changed. Like if you, you know, if you're siding with Peter, like you could bring in different perspectives that I'm not seeing. Um, and if you're with Dr. Strange, you can bring in more emphasis on things that I may have missed or not elaborated enough on. So, whatever. Like, I'm open to hear whatever. I love both of these characters. But just because I love Spider-Man does not mean I'm going to go blind and rogue and be like, well, logically, it doesn't matter because it's Spider-Man. Like, nah. Sometimes Spider-Man be effing up. And that's just what happens. Um, Even in the comics. He does this in the comics too, where sometimes he'll jump into the action, not knowing what's going on. And just based off of what he thinks is happening, he'll sometimes end up stopping the wrong person in a fight and it becomes a problem. So he's done it before. So, you know, it the movie had to allow him to get a win, but ultimately he he jumped in a little too quick without you know, and I mean, he was he was doing stuff before the Peter the Peters came in. So it's not like he could have immediately talked to them about it. He already started his quest. But again, when once Andrew and Toby showed up, he really should have like, all right, hold on guys. Maybe there's a deleted scene of something. I don't know. But um that was slightly disappointing. He never really he basically in a nutshell didn't call them out. And yeah, like, nah, you, you gotta do better than that, Pete. So, alrighty. Hey, as part of the Anchor platform, did you know that you can actually leave voice messages? Feel free to share feedback and ask questions. I'll feature those questions in a future episode. Link is in the episode description. Look forward to literally hearing from you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.